welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Joey and Mike. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really appreciate it. If you haven't, done, if you haven't joined the Discord or the Patreon, the link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most, most importantly, it's free to join. Joey, I've got my words all mixed up today, but let's get into some crypto talk. All right, Mike. Yeah, I'm doing okay, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's early. It's early. Yeah, uh, it's but... early. I've, I've been hitting all the crypto hard this, all this morning. I've been all in crypto. I mean, I don't even know what day it is. I've been just that much in the charts, that much in the Discord, but it's been great. Yeah, it's always good to have one of those days where you don't have to really work and you can just kind of like pay attention to crypto and deal with, you know, moderating the discord and kind of going back and forth, chatting with some people, maybe getting some new ideas for some topics to talk about and some upcoming podcasts. It's been good. Sometimes it's good to have one of those days, right? Like, uh, you know, my fam's about to go on vacation. I'm stuck here working. So I'm sure I'll be diving straight into discord and, you know, excited for these charts and figuring out where I'm going to buy and all that good stuff. But we're all, we're all grafting, we're all grafting, aren't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, before we get into any news articles and kind of the what happened yesterday, I want to kind of cover the market uh, market overview. Quick one. A market cap is at $965 billion. So we're finally back under a trillion. Bitcoin dominance, 41.7%. ETH dominance, 17.8%. Uh, uh, total cryptos, you know, I never say these, but total cryptos now is at 20,360. Joey, that's a lot of crypto. It's a silly, it's a silly amount of crypto. And, uh, you know, we go back to, we've been talking about is the bottom in, isn't the bottom in it, is the bottom not in rather. Um, one of the reasons I think that we, I personally don't think it's in, which is why I'm leaning towards that way is because I just think that's too many cryptos and I expect projects to die. So I'm expecting a pullback in the number of cryptos. I could be completely wrong. It's what's happened in previous cycles. So we're gonna have to see if that plays out. Yeah, I don't want to put any bad juju out in the space for businesses to go under and all that. But, you know, you, when, when crypto, basically when crypto projects die, that means they don't exist anymore, right? So, um, you know, we don't, we don't want to see that, but there's a lot of shit. Sorry. There's a lot of stuff out there that's, uh, you know, not good projects and kind of shilling stuff and just not really like good use cases, good utility. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, some of them probably won't survive if Bitcoin continues to trend downwards, which is what it did uh, yesterday. So as all these other YouTubers are like, oh, we're going to the moon, we've made the reversal and la, 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 then you see Bitcoin start dumping. So, um, Joey, what's your thought on the Bitcoin dump yesterday? I do want to kind of go into some of the coins and kind of the, the movement that they've had. But what's your thoughts on Bitcoin yesterday? Obviously, we're expecting it, but what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's it's unsurprising. Um, we talked about it on Sunday night. You know, I said, uh, look, I was I was hedging my bets. I, I wasn't I wasn't actively trading on um, Sunday night because I, I knew it could go either ways. Now, I was expecting it more more than likely to to go down just before the, the FOMC meeting coming up this week, because that's exactly what it did last time. The markets like to price in the news before and then and then react at at the moment so you know if it's if it's bearish uh potential news coming out they like to uh, move the market down a bit and i think that's exactly what we've seen with bitcoin so yes i said that there was i did think there was always of course there was a chance that uh we could have um held uh the 200 uh, uh 
their week moving average, but we, we didn't. We we fell through it, and uh, the the market has decided to um, you know, people have sold off that so, decided so, to make the move beforehand. So what you're saying is, I was right. I won that bet. What I'm saying is, is you were right, <laughs> and I wasn't right or wrong because I didn't uh, go. I, I was on the fence. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think we. I mean, you know, I, obviously we listened to Nick's TA, and I think he was feeling more like you know where some of the momentum was was it was probably not going to finish above it, um, but obviously finishing below it has caused a sort of a reaction in the market, like for traders and um, you know. So yesterday. Let's see if I go back to if I go back to coin market cap. Over the, I'm going to refresh. I want to make sure I say it right. Uh, Bitcoin's down in the last 24 hours. Bitcoin's down four percent. Uh, Ethereum's down eight point three percent. Let's see what else do we have here. Solana down eight percent. Dogecoin five percent. Polkadot six and a half percent. Polygon's Matic nine percent. Um, so a lot of red in the market, right? A lot, a lot of stuffs going down. I mean, ApeCoin down twelve twelve percent. Yeah, on um, um, you've got like the likes of ApeCoin, Matic, a Quant. Yeah, Quant down at seventeen and a half percent at one stage. Uh, just about an hour ago, it's just uh, slightly moving back up now. As I'm right. looking, but yeah, what's not surprising about just those three in particular, the coins that have uh, you know gone on a bit of a rip recently have gone higher up. You know that they've they've the higher they go, the harder they fall, right? And that's exactly Absolutely. what we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean we've been calling this. You know, Nick's been calling this dump. He said it's going to go down. You know, and it's funny because, you know, I'll, I'll still tune into some other YouTubers just to kind of see what what they're chatting about. And um, it's funny, the, a lot of the big channels, they just I feel like a lot of them still shed hopium to a lot of their viewers. And it's kind of unfortunate because when you say, for instance, when somebody has 700, 800,000 followers and you have 5,000 people watching you and you're like, oh, Bitcoin's made the reversal. Well, those new retail investors are going to buy, right? They're going to get wrecked though. And what bothers me is they never provide any data, right? They just bring up an article. Sure, we read articles, but our data that we would have is over on the Cheeky Crypto YouTube, right? Nick dives into the data. So, and data is kind of, how this whole game works. So I, I, I feel for some retail investors, uh, it's a shame that YouTubers are still kind of shilling it. Um, I think, I, it, I, I think it depends on the, it depends on the channel though, to be fair though, doesn't it, Mike? You know what I mean? I mean, th there are some channels that, you know, are showing both, you know, bullish and uh, the bearish sentiment. Now in terms of the, you know, bullish, bullish uh, potential sentiment structure, you know, it's 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 still it's still technically you know possible from an Elliott Wave theory or a Fibonacci that we you know we can we can reverse here. This is why it's very difficult to trade the market at the moment because we haven't hit any key numbers that are saying we are definitely going down. Equally, we haven't hit any key numbers that are saying we're definitely going up. At the end of the day, when you just take that time to zoom out a little bit, we're still just crabbing along around this. You know, anything between sort of you know. Uh, you know, over 20K and, and 23K, it's it's like it, we're in the gray zone right now. Okay. We're in the gray zone. Once we get, once we get higher, much higher than that, then it's like, okay, we might actually be going up now. Equally, you know, if Bitcoin for me loses like 19, especially loses 18K again, then I think it's, you know, you'd have to say it's pretty fairly obvious that looks like we're going down. So we're, we're in the gray zone for me. Yeah. I still think, yeah, like you said, we're crabbing along. There are some key levels that would support 
you know, some further move up. As we're talking right now, I'm watching uh, Bitcoin had wicked all the way down to um, under 21,000, but I'm not going to go back and forth the entire time we're here. But it's getting a little bit of a green candle. Obviously, earnings are heavy this week. McDonald's has already reported. GE's reported. GM's reported. Um, some are, you know, what's interesting is that a lot of their revenue is actually beating expectations. However, the Dow continues to drop. So I wonder if the Dow continues to drop because Jerome Powell, Fed chairman, who today starts their meeting, because the economy is doing well, is that going to allow him to be more aggressive? What's your thoughts? Point. Yeah, no, I think I think that's definitely. Uh, I wonder if that's why the Dow and Nasdaq are still are are continuing to drop right now. The, 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 the I think there's definitely I think there's definitely potential for that, Mike. Um, you know, I'm look when I when I look at the 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 stock charts as well. I think it's quite interesting that they're they're in this kind of they've got this huge. Um, if you look at the chart zoomed out, you know, I'm talking like on the sort of uh, daily and weekly timeframes. They've got this huge um, descending resistance essentially since 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 their uh, all the, the the general market tops that was going going back to november um one trader that i am i, I actually seem as we mentioned over youtube as i don't mind mention was uh, cameron foos now i think he's an excellent trader and he's he's actually got a really good channel and he he's no moon boy bullish or bearish he just he just calls it technically how he sees it and he's normally pretty spot on and uh, what charts that he was showing on the on the equities market, which I thought was really interesting, again, showing this descending resistance, saying that, you know, if it eventually breaks out of that, then, yeah, the stock market probably the bot has bottomed out and, and reversed. However, however, he personally thinks they've got a lot further to fall because he thinks they're just going to tap that resistance line again and, and come back down. So. I, this is where I was going back to when I was mentioning on a previous couple of podcasts. I know, obviously, yes, it, yes, it's a big week. Yes, everyone's geared up for this FOMC meeting now. However, I'm still not that sure. I'm still kind of feeling that Q3 and maybe Q4 2022 could be a little bit worse than people are expecting. I, I, I just got that feeling that this could drag on for longer than we're, we're expecting. What do you think? Yeah, I think this week, this week's going to obviously, in my opinion, determine kind of the the remain the the direction of the rest of the year is how I feel. Um, I, I you know, right before we got on air, I saw that that Putin has now cut an additional twenty percent from the pipeline, right? That uh, help me with it. I think it's the Nord Nord. Yeah, the Nord, the Nord the Nord pipe. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, and basically saying that sanctions has caused that particular company to need to reduce the amount that they send to Europe. Well, so now they're only sending 20% of what they used to send to Europe. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of macro things that haven't caught up yet. Which isn't right? too much of, it isn't too much of a problem now, but come winter time, absolutely. Know, it, it's still, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be serious problems. I mean, he cut y'all's you're in Europe, right? Yeah. He cut y'all from 40% to 20%. Right. So half. Yeah. Fortunately, in the UK, we don't rely on him too much. But countries like Germany, uh, particular, sure. then yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a real issue. Yeah. I'm still bad with my geography. Don't forget. So, you know, I think uh, <laughs> we won't get into my geography mess ups. But. It's just because the, the UK is like the size of California. <laughs> yeah, basically, Maybe basically. A bit smaller. Yeah. So anyways, we just wanted to quickly chat about BTC, the equities. I think it's an important week for both. Obviously, Whatever the equities are kind of doing is kind of determined a little bit about what Bitcoin's doing. Um, it's still kind of there. Um, but uh, there was some news that I wanted to cover uh, today. And then we will come back to 
Actually, you know what, Joey, go ahead with the Ethereum news. Sorry. Let's do that first. Yeah. So essentially, um, Ethereum, um, there's a, been a, since June 2021, uh, this, this month rather, is since, since June 2021, is the most Ethereum has been purchased by institutional investors, which again, when we look at how much it had pumped since it had dropped under $1,000, I think it's not surprising. We've, we've seen obviously a big, a big swing to the upside um, on Ethereum. And I, I, I think it was, I think this is for a few reasons. This is just my, my, what, my theories on this. I'll see if you agree. One, I think it was because it, like I said, it went under $1,000, which I think was, was pretty psychological. I want to say psychological. I think that put a lot of, a lot of fear into um, not smart money, into, into retail. And then smart money, as we know, likes to buy max fear. And when there's max fear, it's like, oh my God, Ethereum's gone under $1,000. I think that's when uh, institutions thought, yeah, let's, let's swoop. Oh, this. they scooped up that yeah. shit. Yeah, and, like, and like big time. We, 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 we still feel that it's going to go under $1,000 again, or we still think there's a great chance. But it, when institutions, like when they've got the opportunity in front of them, that because if, if they if they were buying it up at, you know, 900 bucks, 1,000 bucks, yeah, if it goes up, goes down to five, six, 700 or whatever, it, it's not going to matter too much to them because it's long-term, it's long-term holding. But, you know, they could, they could scoop it then and they, they could, they could sell it at 15, 1600. That, you know, if it heads back down now, that's probably what they've done, right? They've just taken a, ton of liquidity on ethereum because again they, they came in to buy during that max fear so that that's kind of my take on why that's happened um yeah when i was listening to nick's uh videos that he was doing this morning on on uh ethereum ta i think it finally had lost uh i guess its structure to do one more final move up uh like just a fifth wave up kind of complete it but now it just dropped under 1400 bucks uh, which kind of was a key level, I think. It was like 1421 bucks based on Fibonacci levels and stuff. Um, and Ethereum is making its way down right now. So yeah, I think uh, as Ethereum continues to get lower and lower and lower, it's it's the same as Bitcoin. As it gets lower and lower, it's just going to get bought up, right? Yeah. I think it's 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 just going to get, if it drops under 1,000 again, it's going to get scooped. I know Nick's calling for potentially a $700, $800 Ethereum, right? Um, which... I can't imagine it lasts very long down at that level, but you know, I, I'm buying Ethereum at 700 bucks and I don't even like, I don't want to be a part of Ethereum, but I would be stupid not to buy Ethereum at $700. Like, you know, and it could go lower, right? I think you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. We said Ethereum yeah, could the, potentially go to 500 bucks. Yeah. The around 500 and also 450 is an interesting technical that would be target. Insane, I mean, but below that would, something seriously has gone wrong with the market that's like, that's like a, yeah, i don't, that's I don't like think a, we're going to see lower than that but um you know it's definitely possible that we could see 500 bucks i think so look anything's possible right if bitcoin oh, anything's bitcoin, possible if, in crypto it's possible bitcoin could go to 10k nobody wants to believe it absolutely nobody wants to see it nobody wants to believe it nobody wants to see all their portfolio drain out 95 percent. you know if bitcoin goes down to 10k if it loses 10k oh buddy that thing is I just think I think there's a lot of buying pressure at 10k, but with Ethereum, I think like you said, losing that thousand dollar, it is a mental psychology thing that you know once it goes under a thousand, retail gets scared. Like, oh no, this thing's that, going and, to zero. And then that's when the the smart money, institutional money, knows to come in. Right? That's that that that's the game. They know that's how us, to, right? They know how to buy money. that fear. 
for smart money. I'm buying, I'm buying that. (laughs) (laughs) We are definitely not uh, institutional buyers. We are your traditional retail investors. We both have regular jobs. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know it is what it is, but yeah, Ethereum for me, I would say under 850 bucks. I start looking at possibly a buy. Um, whether I ladder in, you know, say buy half of an ETH at 850, wait for it to go down a little bit lower and then buy another half or buy one at 850 and then buy one at say 650, something like that. Similar to Bitcoin for me. Um, if Bitcoin goes under 15K and starts, you know, say the trend is showing that continued downward, I think around 12K, I buy Bitcoin. I, I, I chalk aside some of the altcoins that I was going to buy, and then I buy Bitcoin um, and put it in a, on a ledger wallet and put it in a safety deposit box. And here you go, son. This is for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, ETH, I think a lot of institutions like ETH. It's the number one altcoin. It's the biggest, biggest cap altcoin. It's huge. So I think a lot of institutions like being in it. Um, I think they feel that it's safe. Even though it it's it's, I don't like ETH. <laughs> I really don't. I just the the returns aren't there anymore for ETH. Yeah, when but it, it's 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 one of again coming back to. I'm it, in this why, for money. Yeah, coming back to why the the institutions are buying it, right? Though so again, it the, we know the two the two assets that institutions most buy is Bitcoin and Ethereum. Okay, so they're always of course institutions bigger money is gonna buy. Uh, safer assets hey, when we have ik on the show right he's bigger money than us why is he mostly in bitcoin and ethereum because it, but it's like i would do the same i'm going to say to the viewers now if i was a multi-millionaire like i wouldn't be as degen as i am with all the all the projects i'm involved in i would definitely have more because i you know it's it's the bigger you get the less the less risky you potentially want to get right so i, I understand it so i understand why institutions are buying um ethereum yes there's probably maybe not as much of a swing uh, or return with Bitcoin. There's a little bit more of Ethereum. So I think that makes makes sense why they scooped it up. Can Ethereum go to 10K in this next cycle, you think? I know, we, I think we I, I think so. I, 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 de- I, definitely, I definitely think so. And I'm confident, um, you know, that if, 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 if and when um, Ethereum goes to an all-time high, you know, I'm fairly confident to see minimum of 8K. Yeah, so what will be crucial for Ethereum is the merge working. Um, and, you know, I think I had covered Ethereum last week saying that Vitalik said that it could potentially only be 55% complete when the merge actually takes place. So as it continues to get closer and closer to hundred percent complete, um, I think it's just going to become a better and better and better yeah. project. Obviously the news of it is going to continue to broadcast itself across news outlets. It's going to be I know it's going to be on CNBC, right? Every single morning they talk about crypto. They bring up a little chart. It's like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, XRP, and then ADA and Doge. That's the same chart that they put up every single day. And those are the ones that have the heaviest institutional players, I feel like, involved. And VC backing and things like that. So, you know, the people that make this TV show, you know, run... (laughs) <laughs> they're the ones that are probably involved in all of those projects. I guarantee it. For me, when it comes to ETH and how far it can go at the, at the top of the, the, the next bull run as well, my, my kind of theory is, is what will hold it back is not actually Ethereum itself, is that I believe there will be a top to the, sort of the total market cap. So for me, how high ETH goes depends on how well 
the likes of an XRP or a Cardano take. Because if you if the top of the last cycle in total market cap was, you know, just over three three trillion dollars, let's just say hypothetically we get up to I don't know, 15, yeah, 10, 10 or 15 trillion dollars top next cycle, right? Then for me, how high Ethereum gets is if if XRP and Cardano absolutely moon and and, and, and other projects that they're going to take a significant portion of that of that of that top amount um, of the total market cap. So that's the only thing that would hold hold back Ethereum for reaching ten k potentially for me. Yeah, I don't think we ever called out you know potentially at the end of the bull run what kind of you know trillions the market cap could potentially end up being. I mean, I think it could roughly be you know between eight and ten trillion. Uh, 15 trillion would be insane. Like you and I would probably be rich at that point because hopefully all the viewers, hopefully yeah. all off fantastic well, let's, subscribers. Will let's be hope, rich. let's hope they're not just listening and they're actually taking action and waiting for this bottom to come in and they're not having FOMO, right? Cause there are some significantly lower prices coming in, in my opinion, not financial advice, but we, we hope, we hope, but of course it's all just, I ain't hoping I know it's coming, baby. It's coming. <laughs> it's going downtown. <laughs> not wrong with, you know, if you're, if you're, you are going to buy though, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are buying, and again, not financial advice, but you know, they, days like today, for instance, really red days, you know, pulling back. If there's people out there that are just dollar cost averaging and they're holding along. And I think you, you, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Sometimes. So sometimes when I, when I look at other podcasts or I look at other YouTubes, you know, I'll see, you know, they're like, Oh, today's a red day. It always depends on when the video goes out, right? Like the video could go out today. This video will probably come out today. It'll probably come out in three hours. Well, in three hours, the market would have opened. There's a bunch of earnings that have happened. And, you know, knowing our luck, a big old green candle prints. And then everyone's like, oh, it's not a red day. But, you know, remember, when we're, when we're discussing where the prices are, we're doing it at time of recording. So sometimes you got to bear with us a little bit on that. Uh, but let's get into uh, some news articles. We've covered Voyager a little bit. We have talked about SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried quite a bit. Uh, this article I found on Coindesk basically states, uh, I'm just going to read it. Failed lender Voyager, quote unquote, no customer will be made whole is basically what Voyager is saying under the FTX proposal. FTX CEO Sam Bankman Fried said his firm's offer would give Voyager customers back 100% of the remaining assets, while Voyager's lawyers argue that it only benefits FTX. Joey, based off what I just read, give, give me your thoughts on that. And then I'm going to give it, and then I'm going to dive into the bullet points that are listed underneath. But what's your thoughts on that? Who, who, who was it who said it only benefits FTX? Was that, was that the lawyer? Voy Voyager. Voyager. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I 100% agree with that, that yeah. statement. Yeah, I think, I think that's facts. It, well, it yeah, it is facts. It why, would you, FTX. why would you want to buy a company if it's not going to benefit you, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I okay, mean, yeah, you're right. It's 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 state the obvious, okay. So yeah, of course it's going to benefit FTX. However, um it's the whole Voyager situation is a really tricky one because it, it's you've got these different stakeholders and some are going to benefit and some are going to lose. So, you know, potentially the, the people that are, are stuck with um their their crypto on Voyager that they they can't access. For me, this is like they're the ones who are maybe going to benefit. When I say benefit, they've already been screwed. So it it's, bothers it's the, me it's that the, Voyager. It's the, only, it's the only benefit. It's the only benefit that they can get. So it's a bit of um, hope and light, you know, light for them. The people who this is going to go against for me is people who are in uh, Voyager stock. I think this is going to. I'm not sure this is going to be. But then again, I could be wrong on this because Voyager stocks already tanked so much 
So, but then if it's, you know, switched over to FTX and they lose all the customers, surely the Voyager, Voyager stock's got a dump. Well, I just think that Voyager, look, here's, I'm going to read this. This is lawyers representing bankrupt crypto lender Voyager Digital have responded to a proposal by FTX to offer early liquidity to Voyager customers by calling it a quote-unquote low-ball bid dressed up as a white knight rescue, end quote, that only benefits FTX. Yeah. I mean, so look, here's my problem. Voyager, you're in bankruptcy. Someone's coming in to help the customers that you screwed over because of your bad decisions. Why, why would you ever go on, get quoted? It's almost like someone's coming in to help you and help the customers that lost all this money. And then you want to punch the guy in the face. That's like trying to help you. Who cares if it benefits him? Yeah. Who cares? That's, that's the point of buying businesses. Because, I, if I'm going to buy a business, I, I would hope that the money that I'm putting in to buy the business is going to benefit me. Right? I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with you, Mike. Okay, I, I just, just want to make that, sure. I want to make sure that. I think, you know, they've obviously they've called it a low ball bid. So there's a few tactics going on. I mean, at the end of the day, look, Voyager's got time here. Okay, so they might be willing to see if you know the the bids increased. I don't think it will be. Um, but they, they who know, else is going to buy them? Well, potentially they. They, they like may Goldman not. Sachs? They may not have to get bought out. We still, there's still no guarantee of that. Again, I, I think that's less. Well, yeah, because they're going through I, restructuring, right? Yeah, I, I think, I think they will get bought out, but you know, they might not have to because we don't know what's going to happen with Free Arrows, right? If the money that Free Arrows have taken all of a sudden comes back, then everything will be fine. Again, don't think that's going to happen. But there's just, there's just so much unknown. The point I'm trying to make is to the viewers here is that. I think this has the pot has the potential to to drag on for some time. However, equally, they could just they could just roll over today, tomorrow, and go, okay, FTX, you win. Here you go. But the problem is the people they're gonna lose are the people who are in Voyager stock. Uh the people Yeah, like are, our boys, the crypto boys and you know Well, well the crypto boys are, I don't I don't think they're in Voyager stock. I I'm not sure. I, I think I, I want to say Joe P actually has the stock, but I could okay. be wrong. Okay, I could yeah, be mistaken. Well, Potentially, yeah. Yeah, people like that are going to lose. And then also, um, you know, there's still the the loans to Free Arrows that, you know, FTX isn't getting involved in. So there's still hundreds of millions of dollars unaccounted for. So just if FTX comes in, yes, some people are going to get access to money, which is great, uh, hopefully to them, and they become FTX customers. However, the vast majority of people, it's, it, it, it's not all rosy. It's not, it's, there's, no, there's no magic wand there. It's just a mess. It's really unfortunate situation. Yeah, let me let me read the final bullet points real quick, just so the the viewers. Obviously, you guys can go find this article on CoinDesk, uh, but it says in a court filing, Voyager's lawyers said the plan, quote unquote, transfers significant value to Almeida FTX and completely eliminates the value of assets that are of no interest to Almeida FTX. Under FTX's plan, first proposed late last week, interested Voyager customers would be able to have an advance on their crypt. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to have an advance on their bankruptcy claims. They could use this to buy more digital assets on FTX or withdraw cash. Um, there's a few others. Let's see. Do I want to read this one? I'll read this, the last one. So to clarify is basically what Sam Bankman-Fried, to clarify, our offer would give Voyager customers back 100% of the remaining assets that Voyager has including claims on anything recovered in the future. 
So we're just going to have to, we're going to have to see how this one plays out because like I said, I don't think they're going to take the deal. Well, again, I, I think you're right there uh, potentially because I don't think they have to yet. If they were totally desperate, then yes, but that, that that's the point I was trying to make that this could drag on for some time. That like I said, it's 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 chapter eleven, it's restructuring, it can take some time. You don't, they don't have to just dive in and go, oh, it's the only it's the only offer we got, we gotta take it. It, it. it's not it's not that desperate yet. Yeah, the only out that I feel like, you know, Voyagers, Celsius, things like that would be the turnaround and into a bull run, right? Because the bull run would obviously pump up these assets to a point where, okay, now we have enough money to maybe pay people back, but then they probably just get greedy again and don't pay people back. And, you know, I, I hope that they have the intentions of their customers at heart, but we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. But uh, I think you had some news on Binance that was very interesting. Yeah, there's a couple of bits of news out of Binance. Uh, first one, uh, we've had um, CEO, uh, CZ. Um, he's essentially um, suing Bloomberg for a alleged uh, defamation which, you know, I think is interesting because normally uh, I was quite surprised by this one, actually, just because uh, CZ, he is active in the space. He's active on Twitter. You know, he, he doesn't stay quiet. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is like the first time that I think, you know, I've, I've seen like everyone just thinks of he's like, oh, he's just this like really nice guy in the space. He's like the richest guy in the space as well. But, you know, you, you, don't, you don't see him as like a, a, con a confrontational character. But, yeah, he's really... Um, going at um, Bloomberg. Uh, basically, what this is all about is there's been defamation claims which stem from a, a translated Chinese article that alleged the exchange boss was running a crypto Ponzi scheme. And I was really surprised when that, when, I mean, I wasn't aware that Bloomberg had done this. I don't know if they'd just done it in the Chinese article, but I was really surprised uh, when I read this because I was like, wow, you know, Binance, the, the biggest exchange in the world, and Bloomberg's calling Binance a Ponzi scheme. I thought, you know, hang on, this is like the most, this is like the most trough. Like, you know, when you just feel like there's some kind of like shady, ul ul you know, ulterior, like shady motives here. Do you know what I'm saying, Mike? Like, why, why would, why would Bloomberg be go going after Binance and CZ? So, and this, so I'm not surprised. The biggest one. Yeah, I'm not they're surprised. I'm not surprised he sued him. Yeah, but I think this is going to be really bad for Bloomberg's reputation. Oh, absolutely. Cause CZ will win that case. Yeah. Anyway, that, 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 that was that CZ, was here. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but you said CZ was not confrontational. Look, see, they did an interview with CZ on CNBC last week, and uh, they were really trying to get him to say something bad and negative about crypto and like almost coaxing him. And he would just He's too he, smart. Almost, he almost refused to answer the question and just went down a different path. Every question because it was like they're. Smart. They're just coaxing him into saying something bad about the crypto space or about Binance or about, you know, so it was, it was, uh, and he just kept his cool the whole time, you know, just with his glasses on, just chilling, smiling, just kind of like, you ain't gonna get me brother. This is a good try. So, but, uh, it was very interesting. Very interesting. That's not, that's not the only foot on Binance. Oh shit, the there's more? As well. Yeah, just a little bit extra as well. Everybody's out for the crypto space right now. I don't get it. <laughs> it's what it's all about. At the Bunch minute. of haters, this, man. This, this is like Bitcoin in the recession, isn't it? It's like as, as everyone's going down, everyone's attacking the Bitcoin and crypto market, right? But yeah, um, I, I, and then we've got some viewers, uh, fantastic viewers from the Philippines. So the SEC, uh, oh, well, the SEC of the Philippines is actually investigating Binance over alleged illegal operations. So again, what this is about is saying that uh, potentially they think that Binance has been operating in the Philippines for several years now without approval. 
uh, by the appropriate authorities. Now, uh, what I will say on this is I, I could actually, I think there's possibly some truth to this. And, and the reason I'll say that is, is because uh, there was a similar thing um, uh, back in 2021, uh, or it might have been 2020, I could be incorrect on that, in the UK uh, with Binance had to, uh, we have the Financial uh, Con- Conduct Authority in the UK, but it's very similar to your SEC, SEC in the, in the Philippines, et cetera. Um, and Binance had to, um, you know, ch- change change the way that they they do business in the UK because they'd been doing um, some things that they shouldn't have been um, doing that the F- the FCA wasn't happy of. So they had to they had to change a bit of regulation. So when I say I think there's some truth to this, it's possible that I don't think there's been any malice in this. I I, I don't see that as Binance. It's just possible that you know they've just not been complying with a couple of things that they they need to now comply with, and there'll probably be some fine that they'll they'll pay and then you know business as usual go on so yeah bit of fud on binance at the minute but i look i don't think it's anything to worry about at all i think we're going to continue to see lots of fud surrounding the crypto yeah. space you know obviously going after binance binance being the biggest one in the world uh cz being who he is and the amount of money that he's made off crypto i think cz's got a good heart i think he's in the right space i think he's you know obviously he's not laying off anybody at binance binance is continuing to hire people um, you know, Binance was also not someone that did a Super Bowl ad here in the States, right? Like they didn't put millions of dollars into that. You look at the likes of crypto.com, Coinbase, putting all that, all that money into advertising and stuff. I think CZ's just, he's smart, smart business guy. Um, obviously, hopefully he's not doing anything shady in the Philippines. I'm sure he will uh, take care of it. Maybe it's similar to, like you said, over in the UK, maybe he just was doing, you know, maybe he just missed some regulation that needs to be clarified and all that, but um yeah i mean news wise that's all we got i mean obviously we could continue to read articles on coindesk and coin telegraph that's not what we like to do here i I just don't want to do that there's a lot of big youtube channels that that's all they do so you know we'll bring it up but we'll at least have a big big discussion about it right so um i think we're going to leave it there for the news today um we are going to there's a couple things coming up this week obviously we we would like to um where did my video go? Sorry, Joey. Sorry, viewers. One second. There we go. It just disappeared. I, <laughs> it's been one of those mornings. I lost power last night. My computer's just been acting. Yeah. Wild. Apologize to the, the viewers for this podcast going out late as well. Cause we, we've had all kinds of, we've had technical issues. We've had scheduling issues, but you know, we're going to, I feel we're like just, there's just FUD surrounding our freaking podcast right now. It's just like <laughs> everything's being thrown at we're it. Just, but, we're just regular guys trying our best and we, we get the content out for you. And yeah, we, we appreciate your support. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, look, subs are moving up, man. We appreciate you guys. You guys have been killing the like game and the views, and, you know, we really appreciate it. You know, we're trying to grow this. We're trying to help the retail investor, really. I mean, we love the institutional buyers, but I feel like they have a little bit more knowledge. So, we, we you know, we're really in this. He's a retail. I'm a retail. You know, we're just kind of here doing the thing. But, look, later this week, once the uh, GDP comes out and once Wednesday's Fed meeting comes out, we're going we're gonna to do another episode with Adam Bergman. Um, you know, he's huge into stocks plus crypto plus research. It's always good to have another opinion come in. Um, so Adam Bergman will be on. I think the crypto boys are actually going to come on for another one this week also. Um, some other things to look forward to. Joey, you and I talked before here. You want to throw out some... Some other um, podcasts are going to be coming here in the future. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to cover the uh, Singularity family. We'll probably break that down into um, SDAO, NuNet, and uh, AGIX separately. Uh, We'll also do a special on Algorand. we got special on Polkadot, Shiva Inu, and uh, we're also looking at doing a gaming and metaverse one. So I think there's, there's loads to look forward to on the Cheeky Crypto podcast. Yeah, lots coming, some interviews coming our way. I think there's a couple that um, Chris and I have chatted about that should be coming. Definitely, we still got to get Nick on here. You know, it's just never, timing's never worked out. The reason I want to bring Nick on, obviously you could go watch Nick over on the Cheeky Crypto, you know, regular YouTube. But the reason I want to bring him on is so that he can actually talk to to our viewers because you'll hear us say Fibonacci and you know, Elliott Wave Theory and Gaussian channels and, you know, all that stuff. And I think having Nick come on and kind of maybe simplify some of that stuff and just talk why he uses what he uses would be just a great, great, great conversation. Joey, what's your, what, what's that? What was that? Oh, sorry. I was just pulling a face because I just seen, uh, I did actually buy some crypto today, Mike, uh, for the first time in a few days. Nice. So I, I, yeah, I put it out on the, uh, cheeky, uh, crypto discord on the, on the trader tier Patreon. If, you, if they're interested in that sort of thing, links in the description below. So yeah, I, uh, did buy some, uh, quant, um, just ladder it in on the spot trade. It dropped down to uh, time recording. It dropped down to just under $79 I bought in. And, uh, yeah, just went on a mad green candle all the way back up to $90. And then it's just got immediately sold into. So there's a bit of volatility in the market at the minute. I don't know. I'm just having a look if that was uh, Bitcoin related. Did Bitcoin do the same thing? No. No, just quant going crazy. There's a lot of yeah. buyers coming in. Maybe they were checking out my trade idea. Maybe that's what's you're, happening. <laughs> you're a mess. You're a mess. Yeah. I almost, uh, my Zill order almost came in last night. Uh, I have a buy order for Zill at uh, 0.0358. And then I also have another one at 0.033. And that's just based off Zill holding its structure. You know, hopefully it doesn't lose that 0.0297 structure. And then we're still going to have this big macro wave three, which anyways, this is the reason why I want to bring Nick on. So he can be like, oh, this is what Mike is talking about. You know, all that stuff. But uh, anyways, you guys, thanks so much for the views. Honestly, it's it's been amazing. It's been a crazy journey. I think I think we've done total. This is our 43rd episode, which... When you think back on it, bro, like 43 episodes we've done. In 43 days. (laughs) Yeah, 43 days. We haven't missed an episode. So um, eventually, hopefully, we we won't have to do seven days a week, but maybe we'll cut it back to five days a week. Uh, But right now, we're enjoying doing it. Uh, You guys have been awesome. And uh, yeah, just keep pumping out the content. Joey, any final thoughts before heading into this wild, volatile Tuesday that we're probably going to have? No, you you covered it all, Mike. It's all for me. what's making me happy it's the it's the viewers it's the subscribers it's the people smashing the like like the word the, i haven't got words i just appreciate it all so much yeah so just to let everybody know so so 4 p.m new york time is when the stock market closes today and earnings that come out afterwards so just be prepared if you're in some trades and stuff like that like uh alphabet uh which is google uh microsoft visa chipotle texas instruments those all come after the bell today. So just make sure you're paying attention to those. Those are some big tech tech people. Alphabet and Microsoft, obviously huge. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow is just absolutely going to be an insane day of volatility. Who knows which way it's going to go? Meta, Ford, uh, Qualcomm. I mean, it's just going to be a big day. Shopify plus the FOMC. Like, it's going to be insane. So anyways, my final thoughts. Trade safe, guys. Be safe out there. The market is insanely wild. We don't know which direction it's going to go. So try not to get caught up in it. But there are some gains that could be made also. So anyways, thanks, you guys, so much for listening in. 
watching. Make sure you smash that like, smash the subscribe button, and we'll catch you in the next one.